In Atlanta, one voice has stood out for over four decades. An AJC original, The Monica Pearson Show. Let's talk about how you got to ESPN. Revealing interviews. You are known as America's doctor, but I want to know who you were before that. When you have a different name, you have different color skin, it can be tough. With Atlanta's most famous faces as you've never seen them before. I'm telling my story. This is the American dream. The Monica Pearson Show, streaming now on AJC.com. This is D. Orlando Ledbetter of the Atlanta Journal-Constitution here with the 370th episode of the Bowtie Chronicles podcast. Everything you need to know about the Atlanta Falcons. The Atlanta Falcons held on for a 27-24 victory over the Chicago Bears today here at the Mercedes-Benz Stadium to improve to 5-6 on the season and stop a two-game slide. The Falcons needed a clutch field goal from Youngway Koo, a 53-yarder for the win. Then the defense came out and got a stop of Justin Fields and the Bears on an interception by Jalen Hawkins to secure the victory. It was the third time this season the Falcons came out with an interception with under two minutes to play. Jalen Hawkins had his at uh, 106. Richie Grant had one against the uh, Seattle Seahawks. And uh, D. Alford had a game-ending interception against the Browns. So Jalen Hawkins joined the Closers Club. But the Falcons needed everything today. They fell behind by 10. We also saw a new NFL record set today when Corderell Patterson took the kickoff back 103 yards to put his name in the NFL record book with the most Kickoff touchdown returns in his career. He said he's got more to play, and we'll hear from him later. He was tied with Leon Washington and uh, Joshua Cribs for the uh, most kickoff returns for a touchdown. He's the four-time Pro Bowler as a kickoff return and had knew he wanted to get that record coming into the season. So the Falcons uh, started out good, scored on their first drive, then fell behind. Bears scored 17 straight points. And then um, Patterson ignited the team with that 100-yard kickoff return. Falcons battled all the way back to tie it right before the half and then came out and took a lead, gave it up, uh, or didn't give it up. The Bears came back and tied them. And then they came back and answered in their own regard with a 53-yard field goal by Young Way Koo to take the lead. Then they close the door with a game-ending interception. So let's get going here. We want to hear from um, Arthur Smith, Marcus Mariota, Corderell Patterson. Uh, look at some game notes, then we'll take a break, and then we'll come back for a little bit more here on the Bowtie Chronicles podcast. Let's get started with Coach Smith and uh, what he has to say about the victory. I thought it was a really good job of our guys, good team win. Overcame some adversity, some of it our own doing in the first half, and kept swinging. Really, uh, really happy for CP. Uh, pretty cool when a guy breaks an NFL record. Uh, we obviously needed that play, and so it was a great team win. All right, here's what Coach Smith had to say about the defense coming up with another big stop at the end of the game. You know, and that's a give and take, D-Led, uh, and it's a real credit to our defensive staff and the defense to execute that plan. You know what they're going to try to do. Uh, if they're going to hit a couple, we're going to make them earn it the long, hard way. We didn't let it, you know, 
let Justin get loose on any, any, any big runs. Guys tackled well for the most part. I mean, it's a, it's a, they have a good physical football team. It's the NFL, but we weren't going to sit there and hand them things, and our guys really executed the plan well. Tackled well, physical, got to the quarterback. Uh, it's give and take. We got a couple sacks. He got out of a couple of them. But, you know, that eight-minute drive, a credit to them. Um, you know, you got to cover for a long time when you, when you put a rush plan like that. And, uh, like I said, it, it, it was a heavyweight fight. You got two teams that are physical. And, uh, thankfully, we were able to grind them out. Big game for Koo. A lot of guys, you know, it's been delighted. It felt like it had been four weeks since we had played. So, uh, glad to come back and get a win at home. Yeah, it hadn't been four weeks. It's been 10 days, though. Uh, the, November 10th up in Carolina was the last time they played, and uh, we know that didn't look so hot. But uh, we wanted to know from Coach F. The kickoff return changed the momentum of the game for the Falcons. It was a huge play. You know, obviously, where the game had gone, they'd stolen possession. You know, Avery been a Avery's a huge part of this team, and guys fighting for extra yards. We've got to be smart knowing the journey's over. I mean, he was trying to get extra yards. We got to be smarter there. They were able to get the ball back. Um, obviously, CP, we hit, he cut back, had a big run. They made an effort play. The ball came out, and they capitalized. And so that game could have gone another way, but it says a lot about our guys. And they gave the opportunity. We felt close. We could go on some returns. And uh, big time play by, by the return unit and by CP. All right, Falcons quarterback was efficient. Marcus Mariota was efficient today. He played within himself, threw a nice uh, touchdown pass to Drake London, had a nice 10-yard touchdown run. It was very efficient in two very important field goal drives, one right before the half and then one at the end of the game. Uh, that's, what, uh, that's how the Falcons are going to have to play, with him being efficient and getting points on the board, and he did that today. So we asked. Marcus, uh, his view on Corderell Patterson's kickoff return for a touchdown. Really cool, really special moment. Um, it's, it's cool to be a part of that, right, be a part of history. And I knew when they kicked it to him, especially after what had happened earlier uh, with the fumble, that there was no way he was going to let that touch back. So, again, he's an incredible player. Um, still got the wheels, man, for being 10 years in. Um, once he hit that second level, he was, he was gone. It was fun to watch. Yep, no doubt about it. And today the Falcons did have a balanced uh, attack. So we asked Marcus how uh, important it was to have that balanced offense against the Chicago Bears. Really, I think it's, it started um, distributing the ball, letting our guys go make plays, um, kind of lightening up the boxes a little bit. And then as, as those things happen, being able to establish the run, control the line of scrimmage, um, you got to give a lot of credit to our guys up front. I mean, really, they, they dominated. And to be able to do that and to be able to be balanced like that makes us tough to stop. Yeah, the Falcons were just outside of a – well, they were in field goal range. It was 61 yards. <laughs> so Arthur Smith said, no, we're not going to go for it. Uh, a 61-yarder. We're going to try to get a little closer here on fourth down and two with 3.30 to go. Uh, big play in the game. Here's what Marcus Mariota had to say about going forward on fourth and two late in the game. We just wanted to make a play. We were, we were hoping for it. Um, we appreciate the confidence from Art to allow us to do that, and CP made a great play. Yep, he made six yards. Then uh, Tyler Algier got three, then got shut down for zero. Then they got the look they wanted and threw a bomb to Alameda Zacchaeus, who was behind the defender. But he looked up late. The ball was already uh, 
on the ground by the time he looked up. It was uh, just a funny timed up play uh, there. But that's been, you know, no surprise. They haven't hit on their long passes all year. So then Young Way Koo comes on and makes the kick, you know. So that was a very big fourth and two conversion by the Falcons. Just want to point out, center Drew Dahlman did a heck of a job there on the uh, opening up that hole for Patterson. On the previous play, he got it was a little bull rush. They kind of pushed him back. They were trying to get outside, but uh, he got pushed back into the runner. So, you know, um, he went right on to the next play, and that next play was very important for the Falcons. Corderell Patterson, let's hear from CP on his reaction when he crossed the goal line to break the record. Honestly, man, I was trying to cry, man, but all the guys was running up on me and doing all this and doing all that. I couldn't even, couldn't even enjoy myself, man, so it, it felt good, man. I was trying to share the tear. They wouldn't let me, but it, it, it's good. And Patterson had uh, gave a lot of credit to his blockers. Here's what he had to say about the, the kickoff return unit. The 10 guys out there was blocking for me. It's impossible to do it without those guys. And, you know, they did a hell of a job blocking, and there's no way I couldn't see that hole. You know, anybody could have anybody got through that hole. Yeah, he he gave credit to the blockers. He said he saw it, and uh, he thinks anybody could have seen it, seen that hole. So he got on through it and ran his way into the record books. Uh, but he's not done. He wants to keep going. He says he wants to add to his record. Here's what he had to say about that. I'm just thankful for the opportunity, you know, you know, to be in that record. But like I said, I'm not I'm not finished yet. I got a lot of football left in me, so I'm just trying to take that record and just go crazy with it. All right, he said he's trying to take that record and go crazy with it. Um, the uh, you know, that's uh admirable on his rep on his half or on um for him. Now let's look at a few game notes before we go to the break. Uh, the Falcons defeated the Bears twenty-seven to twenty-four. Uh, the Falcons had two hundred eighty total net yards, included one forty-nine rushing. The Falcons' offense has rushed for more than seven hundred. 1,750 yards through the first 11 games of the season for the fifth time in franchise history and the first time since 2006. The uh, Falcons defense recorded four sacks the second time this season they've had four sacks in a game. They also had four in week one against New Orleans. So that was a season high. And the Falcons captain, for today uh, was Richie Grant. He served as the sixth game day captain for the Atlanta Falcons today. This is the Bowtie Chronicles podcast from the Atlanta Journal-Constitution. The AJC's trusted veteran political voices, Greg Bluestein, Patricia Murphy, Tia Mitchell, and Bill Nygut are the essential source for Georgia politics. The Atlanta Journal-Constitution's Politically Georgia. Sign up for the newsletter, download the podcast, subscribe to the AJC. Hip-hop is a product of black people. It's a product of black song and celebration. The Atlanta Journal-Constitution presents Hip-hop's most pulled elements are pulled from the South. A Southern hip-hop store. We always go back to that moment of the Source Awards. Everybody wants your rhythm, but they don't want your blues. The biggest names in hip-hop. Atlanta is still the mecca for hip-hop. 50 years. No one can deny. One film. The power of the South now. The South got something to say. Streaming now at AJC.com slash hip-hop. All right, we're back here at the Bowtie Chronicles podcast. Let's look at some of the um, offensive uh, and defensive player notes here. Uh, Marcus Mariota was 13 to 20, 
65% for 131 yards, one touchdown, and he had an efficient 100.2 passer rating. All right, he also had a 10-yard rushing touchdown there. He has four rushing touchdowns on the season, marks the third most rushing touchdowns by a quarterback in a season, single season in team history, trailing only Michael Vick. He had eight in 2002 and six in 2005. Patterson had uh, 52 yards rushing on 10 carries. That's a good 5.2 average. He also had the 147-yard kickoff return yards, including the record. Uh, that was the ninth career touchdown. He was tied with Josh Cribbs and Leon Washington. Uh, seven of his have gone for uh, 100 yards or more. The 103-yard uh, return for a touchdown surpassed Eric Weems, who had 102-yard returns twice for the longest kickoff return in franchise history. The record also marks the longest return in Mercedes-Benz since its opening in 2017. Tyler Algier had 55 yards on eight carries for a good 6.9 average. Drake London had the one catch for two yards and a touchdown. Those are our offensive player notes. Now, defensively, well, a couple other notes there on the offense. Kyle Pitts left the game with a knee injury. Uh, the, uh, you know, Dr. Chow, our internet doctor who reviews injuries on the uh, videos, um, believes he suffered a medio uh, MCL, that's a medio collateral ligament injury, and possibly a bone bruise. Uh, the source, uh, Jordan Schultz, says that um, he has a source telling him that there was not a tear in Kyle Pitts' injury. Uh, Arthur Smith didn't have an update for us. We'll, um, uh, they probably, uh, you know, um, if he, if he's, if it's not season ending, they'll say it's day to day, and uh, we'll just have to. Um, he'll try to wait till Wednesday for the injury report when it's due, and uh, probably, you know, let us know if he's out or in at that point or day to day. Uh, sounds like a day-to-day -day deal with that knee. If there's not a tear, you know, you know, it depends on the imaging and when the swelling goes down for Kyle Pitts. So that's pretty big offensively uh, if he's out for the season. Uh, but, uh, you know, that uh, that's just one big, big offensive note there for us. We'll keep our eye on Kyle Pitts' situation. Now, defensively, uh, Arnold, the Falcons have four sacks. They're by four different people. Arnold Ibikute, uh, Abdullah Anderson, Grady Jarrett, and Lorenzo Carter. Uh, Arnold Ibikute finished with a career-high six tackles, five solo, career-high two tackles for loss, one quarterback hit, one sack. He now has 2.5 sacks. We'll look at him and um, Audia Gunda J's play snaps. I think uh, Arnold's moving ahead. Uh, inside linebacker Mikael Walker finished with eight tackles. Inside linebacker Troy Anderson finished with five tackles. Darren Hall matched his career high with six tackles. Yeah, they were coming his way. They were leaving A.J. Terrell alone. They had uh, Hall beat on a bomb, but uh, uh, just Justin Fields overthrew it a little bit. And, uh, you know, that's just one of, you know, one of the things. The deep passing games are not timed up. Like you know, maybe in Chicago, uh, they have the same issues that we do down here with the deep ball. Uh, Lorenzo Carter finished with five total tackles, four solo, one tackle for a loss, one quarterback hit, 
one sack. He has 3.5 sacks on the season and 18 is in his career. Uh, outside linebacker D'Angelo Malone had a career-high three tackles and his third tackle for loss this season. Isaiah Oliver, he got a lot of action today. He had five tackles, uh, one tackle for loss. Of course, Jalen Hawkins finished with three tackles, the big interception, and one pass uh, breakup. Grady Jarrett had two tackles, one for loss, one quarterback hit, one defensive, uh, one pass defense, and a sack. Yeah, he has 5.5 sacks on the season, 32 in his career. Yeah, the pass defense was a good one. Walker batted the ball up in the air. Uh, Fields was trying to throw it out in the flat. Walker got up, got that ball up in the air, and Grady saw it. He tried to haul it down, and then Sam Mustafer, one of the Bears linemen, just leveled him. So he didn't he didn't get to get his interception there. So uh, Jarrett uh, tied Brady Smith for 32. Uh, six most sacks by Falcons since 1982 when the individual sack became an official NFL statistic. Pro Football Hall of Famer Claude Humphrey owns the franchise record with 94.5 sacks from 1968 to 1978 for the Falcons. Abdullah Anderson, he's going to be big because um, Tyquan Graham was carted off the field. Uh, I got the time in the story. I believe it's in the second quarter. But um, Abdullah got more action today. So did um, Jalen Dalton and Timmy Horn. So they had some depth behind Taquan Graham. Uh, Going to be a, probably a committee moving forward of uh, those three players. And I did talk to uh, Coach Jerry Emanuel last week about Jalen Dalton, who is a big-looking kid. They signed him late. He had been hurt for a while. We'll probably have to revisit uh, and maybe see if that's a whole story for us on uh, with the uh, defensive lineman being carted off the field, Tyquan Graham here today. So Abdullah had four total tackles, one for loss, one quarterback hit, one sack, and uh, his first um, of the season, second of the career. And then on uh, special teams, of course, you had uh, the kickoff return, but Young Way Koo was 2-2. Two uh, the 53-yarder with 147 left in the fourth uh, to take the three-point lead and one extra point, so he had seven points. Since joining the Falcons in 2019, Koo has made 11 of 13 field goal attempts, 84.6% in the final two minutes of the fourth quarter and overtime. So the gentleman is clutch. They call him Clutch Koo. <laughs> Uh, one other thing I want to look at real quick, just the tackling leaders for us. That's it. And we'll move back into hearing from the players. So Rashawn Evans led the way with 11, Michael Walker with eight, and Darren Hall had six, Arnold Bikite with six, and uh, then one, two, three, four players with five, Isaiah Oliver, Troy Anderson, Lorenzo Carter, and Richie Grant. So 72 combined tackles today by the Atlanta Falcons. So good, uh, good effort here against a uh, uh, difficult, difficult cover. Justin Fields had been running all over people. They held him to 85 yards rushing. So he had 73 at the half. So that was 12 in the second half. Uh, and they, uh, they thought he had cr um, cramps. And so, you know, they did their job of trying to keep him in contain. 
So let's get back. We're going to hear from Abdullah Anderson, Grady Jarrett, AJ Terrell, and Mikael Walker. And close out with Jalen Hawkins here today on the Bowtie Chronicles podcast. We uh, Here's Abdullah Anderson on stepping up when TQ went down. It's, it's hard because TQ's a great player. He's probably one of the best defensive linemen I've been a part of. Um, we just told each other, look, we lost a key player and we got to step up. No, no ifs, ands, or buts. We had to step up, make sure we were on our P's and Q's, make sure we played box, make sure we attacked the line of scrimmage. And, you know, I hope he comes back because he's a key part of this defense. All right. Uh, it's usually not the case when they're carted off, but, hey, we'll, we'll wait until we get the, a word from Coach Smith. He said they had more imaging to do. That's the MRI deal. So let's talk about uh, here is uh, Abdullah on containing Justin Fields and getting him to the ground. I think we did a good job, um, especially the inside guys pushing the pocket up front and then letting the outside guys rush how they wanted to rush out on the outside. It was, it was hard. He's a great player, and I think us working together and taking this forward, that's how we had the rush. Yep, no doubt. That depth's going to come in handy here down the stretch. Uh, I don't have my flip card here because we might get down to the practice squad guys too. But here's Grady Jarrett on the depth on the off- defensive line. I think uh, the depth really showed today. It was good to see guys step up. You know, uh, you know we got guys like Adula Anderson got, he got his first second season against his former team. You know what I'm saying? Jalen Dawn stepped in, big team stepped up. And uh, so, I mean, we definitely got confidence in the guys, but at the end of the day, you know, we hate to see our brother go down. And uh, we hope for the best diagnosis that whatever comes out with. Uh, he going to bounce back, whatever it is, and uh, just going to motivate us to go harder. Yep, no doubt about it. Here is A.J. Terrell on the defensive line coming up with the four sacks. Yeah, it was a lot, you know. You know, he was a mobile quarterback coming in, so we knew he was going to try to get out. You know, we hard on it this week, keeping them contained and making sure we uh, plaster receivers, make sure we, you know, don't let them break loose when he starts to scramble. So it worked hand-in-hand. You know, they, they did what they had to do, and, you know, we did what we had to do on the back end. All right. Uh, you know, so the Falcons, you know, they got Washington coming up, and uh, we'll talk a little bit about them, and then, um, you know, they'll um, – you know, uh, we'll come back on Wednesday with a full report on the Washington Commanders. But Mikael Walker talked about the challenges that they faced in trying to contain Justin Fields. I mean, I think it's just a, a number of things. You know, as, a, as an individual, you know you want to get that sack, you want to run up the field. So this whole game was about discipline. Big thing about detail, discipline. So uh, having those guys not rush up the field, not trying to go around the quarterback trying to get a sack, just basically staying in the rush lanes. So, I mean, like I said, you seen what he did out there. Dude's tough. Uh, I mean, you know, we had a good plan. We had to contain him. Luckily, we had to come out the wall. Yep. Um, the part of the plan was they, they wanted to stay in their lanes, and if he wanted to run, you know, he had to kind of go sideways and try to get around him. But by that time, you know, everybody can get to him. Uh, Justin, you know, didn't break loose for a 67-yarder like he did last week. Uh, they kept him under 100. He ran 18 times, though. So, you know, that's – I don't believe that's sustainable – uh, you know, of course, Lamar Jackson, uh, people will say that is. Uh, at some point, you got to hit some passes. And, uh, you know, they're not going to be easy throws to the sideline all the time. The Falcons let them have that stuff. They just came up and tackled. So here's uh, Jalen Hawkins uh, on getting the game-saving stop at the end of the game. 
Oh uh, man, really big, really big, man. I wanted to be a part of, uh, really wanted to be a part of, you know, the clan who already got stops, you know, Rizzy, everybody, you know, everybody even having game winners in the back end. So it's pretty cool. Um, you know, it's just big for us to just win, though, you know, just to get back on the right track and it's not over with, you know. So it was, it was just a good thing to go out there and just win with the squad. All right, and um, it was, uh, uh, you know, if everybody plays mad, you know, it was a little running route where the little angle route where the back goes out and then comes back across the middle. Fields saw that, he jumped for some reason, and that made his ball sail, went through um, David Montgomery's hands and back to the next line where uh, Jalen Hawkins was to make the pick. So we asked him what he saw on his interception. I was just reading the quarterback the whole time. So I was just shuffling, shuffling. Balls in the air. I was like, okay, shoot. I'll make a play. Make a play. Make a play. It was just that simple for Jalen Hawkins. Uh, here, I want to go back to um, just one more thing here. Some of the offensive numbers here. You know, they held. Well, I don't know if you hold them. But uh, the Bears got 160 yards rushing uh, on 41 carries. 3.9. So you take that. The Falcons rushed 33 times for 149. Uh, that's 4.5, so, yeah, you take that. You know, this was a battle. The Bears led the league in rushing, and the Falcons were uh, 18th in run defense. So, um, to hold them to 3.9, uh, that's a win for you. Now, uh, hold them to 153 passing and get an interception to, to win the game. Uh, hold them to under 100 passer rating uh, for the um, – you know, 32nd ranked pass defense, that's a that's a win too. Now Kyle Pitts had three catches for 53 yards before he left. And um let's see, Drake Demir Bird had a big catch there. He had a, a two for twenty-nine. Uh, you know, and then um Nicole Pruitt had one for seventeen. So he spread it the ball around. There were thirteen catches. He got one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. 11 receivers catching the ball. So that was an efficient uh, day there for um, Marcus Mariota. And we just wanted to look at those stats there, too, for you. One last one here before we get out was uh, time of possession because I knew that was going to be key. And 35-10, make sure I'm in the right column. Yeah, the Bears won that 35 minutes and 10 seconds to 24 uh, minutes and 50 seconds. That was those fumbles. The Falcons uh, gave up Avery Williams on a fumble and Corderell Patterson on a fumble, gave them some extra possessions. But the Falcons win it at the end with a field goal and an interception. So um, that's we're going to get out of here from the uh, 370th episode of the Bowtie Chronicles podcast. Thank you for listening. Take care and have a great rest of your week.